Hey guys, this week on Awesomecast, we're talking about a GoPro bag holding the iPhone strikes again. You can't steal it, guys. Uh, cool maps for the Millville Music Festival. Hey, Brian Crawford's in the studio from the River's Edge. That and so much more. Awesomecast. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. Hey guys, it's time to get geeky. Talk tech. It's Mike Sorg at for the Awesome Cast uh, in Mayhem Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. The show where we talk about technology news and such with a Pittsburgh state of mind. Uh, we got a big crew here in studio. First of all, we're going over to the couch in Studio E A E A E A E A Not E A Sports. It's in the game. It's in the podcast. Chilla, as the dog has now got your attention. Going. Uh, how's it going, Chilla? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. Um, and uh, of course, he's our gadget representative from Big Bank International Esquire. I'm now a representative. Representative? Sure. I'd like to be a representative. I don't know. We've just I'm, I'm representative. We added Esquire to your <laughs> banks, so sure. why 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 now can't have we just pool. add to I have it? Banks. Yep. <laughs> I like this. Every week, it's just something new. It's like the it's like the changing couch scene on the simpsons yeah kind of it's a uh, you know it's a moment of self-discovery every time we start the show right and you probably saw over on video brian crawford is with us once again oh. of the river's edge who thankfully carries this fine program as well as many others there you go representing with the shirt of course and of course today representing millvalemusic.org the millvale music festival and i think you're going yes. to talk about that a little later right we are yes we very we're very excited to be very tech savvy and i i reckon that we are the most tech-savvy of the large music festivals in the city of Pittsburgh, and I'll tell you why a little bit later. Fantastic. Um, let's l- bring your mic a little closer to you, actually. I'm going to mute you while we adjust that there. And also back with us is Katie Dudas, social media crazy person over crazy at the Scarehouse. Yes, shenanigans. I really should write down your actual... <laughs> Just make it up. You can change it every week. Yeah, we, we do for Chilla. So, again, it's a moment of self-discovery for you. You haven't been on for several weeks. What have you been up to? Oh, geez. What have I been up to? I think there was a hockey game, maybe. And I don't even know what else I was doing. <laughs> oh, I was in New York City. Oh, can't hear me. No, no, no. You're good. You're no, good. I can't hear you. Oh, you pointed at me. I was like, oh, man. I was, I was about to. Well, I'm gesturing because I was about to talk about you. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, uh, great episode of uh, Scarehouse Podcast talking with the Brick Lodge uh, people. Yes. Um, I was really enjoying that. Okay. I, I, I think I tweeted you guys. I was like, you know, started this podcast as I was driving by the Brick Lodge on, on the other night, which was kind of <laughs> weird. Weird. Um, I was like, oh, right over there. And I was noticing that I, I didn't notice the new sign. I don't know how long they've had that, but. Uh, you really like you can't miss it now. Uh, so go check go check out the Scarehouse podcast on your iTunes and what your podcasters as well uh, is here. What Katie's doing over there. So um, this is like I said, the Awesome Cast. You can check us out at awesomecast.com. You can also drop us a line at uh, on our awesome. Wait, my computer's going nuts. My computer's going insane. Uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at AwesomeCast, Facebook AwesomeCast, and you can subscribe to us on your podcast, favorite podcast place, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and video versions on the YouTube and the uh, and the Facebook and Facebook and YouTube for live feeds. Um, and we're here live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we're also streaming over there on RiversEdgePGH.com and our friends at The405Media.com. Uh, so thank you to everybody supporting the show there. And also uh, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, check us out, checking us out at Patreon.com slash Awesome cast, of course. Uh, Matt Weller at the Coffee Club five dollar level. That's going to get a very interesting gold video this week that talks about Bluetooth and farts. What you're missing out on, <laughs> and also thanks to Mike Fedor uh, at the fan of the show one dollar level. Uh, you can support uh, many levels, including the ten dollar state of the show level um, over at Patreon.com/slash AwesomeCast. Let's get into the awesome things of the week. And geez, uh, Brian, let's start with you with sure. the Millville Music Fest. So, what is going on 
what where what is this this technology laden music festival yes so we are very excited because you will be able to navigate the millville music festival via google maps I reached out to a friend at Google and I asked, how can I make this happen? And he let me know about a feature that Google offers called My Maps, where you are able to develop your own map in your own directions in a Google Maps style. And then I've found a way to link that map to actually open it up in your Google Maps app. So if you go to millvillemusic.org, you will find the Maps page and you can click that link and you can navigate it while you are at the festival. The festival has the map has different icons, which this is the cool part. So you can actually set up different icons and put pinpoints in different locations. It'll link up to Google Maps to actually put in different venues. So the different venues are marked with a star. And there are P's for parking locations. And then there is a blue line, which actually is a shuttle service that Ztrip is providing, which will show you exactly where the shuttle is going where to park, where the shuttle will pick you up, where it will drop you off, so that way you can make your plans. And then there is also a little taxi symbol, which is a taxi cab pickup. So on your way exiting the festival, there is a place where Z-Trip will be stopping by to pick you up from the festival in case you've filled yourself up on Dogfish Head, Trogues, Bell's Victory, Oscar Blues, or Grist House. You will be able to stumble your way to the taxi cab and be responsible on your way home. Not only that, Millville has parking challenges, so that is this is one of the ways that we have tried to aid you in avoiding those challenges and figuring things out. So that is, that is the biggest thing that I have to talk about. Also, we are looking at possibly putting our schedule up with Google Calendar, so that way you can create your own calendar, and that will come up once our schedule is released this Thursday at the Millville Music, which you can find out. You can find that show on the Millville Facebook page at Millville Music. So we've done a lot with social media and with technology to try to make this festival as easy to navigate as possible and as user-friendly as possible. And I have not seen anyone else in Pittsburgh do anything close to this. So I'm really excited that we've... And I think that's one of the reasons why it's taken off as well as it has is the, the use of social media and technology that we've... Uh, we've used at the festival. And, and I don't have a lot of history with going to music festivals in the city or anything like that. But but I feel like um, um, geographically you guys are different because you're a contained. Yes. You know, again, what those 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 traffic uh, uh, parking issues and everything like that. Um, I think that's a, that's a different kind of challenge than I think you see in like, a, a, you know, a, well, what jazz on Walnut or whatever it is. Right. Well, I'll be honest, uh, comparing to the other festivals that are similar to us. I think we have been very much on the forefront of, of, of considering these challenges. Maybe we have a, a few more parking challenges, which we've addressed with Z-Trip. But on the flip side, we're much ex- more accessible for a person on foot. Mm. Most of our venues are within a 30-second walk from one another. Yet we are still providing a shuttle service to places like Good Time Bar, the Sidelines, Barking Shark VFW area of town, and then the main part of town in making those places walkable, whereas other festivals, even with the parking, maybe maybe they have less parking challenges, which a lot of them still have parking challenges, you have to get into your car and drive to certain venues. You won't have to do that at the Millville Music Festival. You can stop, get a shuttle, and bus yourself out to Good Time Bar instead of needing to walk that distance or get into your car and move yourself, which is mm-hmm. something that no one else provides, and I think that that is going to make this festival really accessible and and I think it's going to create a really great environment for people who are coming to to view these bands. And that and this is all in Google. Like are these are these free tools in Google or Yes, my maps is completely yeah. free and it's mostly used for people for businesses to show where they're at on a website or it's used for people to share within their family because mm-hmm. you can share the my maps with other people and if you're planning a route or a, a travel route, then those people can kind of view that. Races use this too, don't they? I, I believe that they probably would. I mean, it, it would be crazy mm-hmm. not to. The big thing with us is we've found a way, a, a link that will actually open it up in your Google Maps app. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to navigate it yourself, which I think is going to be a really awesome awesome tool for people to be able to use. That's awesome. And uh, and, and I think that the calendar seems, seems really interesting because then you could, you know, I... I can remember going to Warp Tour all these years and missing the band. I really wanted to go because I, I couldn't get the schedule or yes. where things are or anything like that. Here's a list and here's a stage. Where the hell is that stage, right? Um, you know, well, that's the thing. You can add the stage to your calendar, and right. that, that's what we're hoping. Now, this is still 
in the works. We'll have that figured out by tomorrow. But you can add it to your calendar. It should mm -hmm. ding. And then you can go to the Google Maps, find exactly where that location is, and then actually navigate to it with voice navigation through Google Maps. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. I'm really excited, and I think I, I just think that it's really going to make it a really great atmosphere for people. It's great for our venues. It's great for our sponsors, for people mm -hmm. to be able to, to walk around and find out where these things are. And that's the nice thing about Google Maps is you can do foot navigation as well, mm -hmm. which makes it nice. And I think, you know, and stay tuned, Millville Music Minute, throughout the weeks, we're actually going to be going through a tutorial to show people exactly how to use this service. Uh, how to navigate where the different venues are, how to use the Z-Trip code to get yourself a discount to actually take a Z-Trip car into Millville at a discounted rate. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a lot, of, uh, a lot of information that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks as we approach the festival on May 13th. That's awesome. Uh, and we, we, had a, we had a conversation on uh, Awesome Chat with one of your uh, co-organizers, Paul, yes. Paul, over mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it He's the like... Swiss Army knife of the group. <laughs> <laughs> he does a bit of everything. And we had a we had a pretty good conversation about because um, you guys you, we could probably talk about a little bit here you guys like exploded when you announced this on yes. social media too like your Facebook page just had an audience jump on this thing it was actually such an overwhelming response that my phone died and it usually would last till I work overnight it would usually last until the next morning and mm. it died before I even made it into work because it was just overwhelmed with notifications and messages and comments and likes and everything else coming through the Facebook page. And I've put together other large organizations before and other large events. And I've always been in a position where I'm trying to drag people in and try to coerce them to join the cause. And I, I remember going to team captain meetings with the Relay for Life and every once in a while no one would show up and we would take noisemakers and shake them into the into the hallways to try to drag people in and generate excitement where this was the opposite approach where everyone jumped on right away. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, Oh man, what am I going to do to keep people coming back? Because if you peak too early, mm -hmm. people can lose interest over the months. So, so, so you have them that early and it's more about, okay, great. Now we have, con well, one, you less concentrate on getting people more concentrate on, the organization Retaining them. well the organization well, also the too. organization but i mean that that was always you need the organization no matter what yeah whether you have people or not uh say you have an event and no one shows up but it's poorly organized well then they're not going to show up next year either so the organization you got to work on no matter what but the challenge that that having such a large interest right away brings you is you have to try to maintain that interest all the way up to the festival because as you know, if you get excited about something quickly, other things happen in life. It's easy to, to kind of lose interest or, or maybe not even lose interest, but get distracted from what you're interested in. So the goal then is how do you retain that interest? And I think that's where really my network with the River's Edge, we're, we're one of the sponsors. I think it's where we came into play, where we used mm. our technology to create live videos and kind of drop hints we as we started scheduling bands we would kind of give teasers all right we're gonna announce you know x amount of bands and we would do that and mm -hmm. people would kind of wait to hear what's going on and i think that has allowed to allowed us to sustain our interest throughout the festival because people had content that they were able to watch and i think that's really unique and i don't think anybody else has anything quite like that and that's one of the things that we've done to try to continue the interest and that entire show was brought up literally because i I had a little bit of a, a panic at first. I'm like, oh, no, what am I going to do to keep people here? <laughs> and and that's what we that's why we put together that show. No, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, go check it out and check out that conversation we had over on Awesome Chat as well. So uh, let's go to Katie. Yeah, are you I ready changed with, you, you changed yours. Wait, yeah. there you are. Uh, what is your awesome thing of the week? Big shout out to Chilla for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Cross-stitch cows to Chilla. Yeah, Chilla. Um, <laughs> you're like, this is things. Um, so the real doll. <laughs> which has been around for about what uh oh my gosh it's been almost 20 years now mm -hmm. uh it's a very realistic sex doll if you're not familiar with the <laughs> real doll uh but now they have harmony 2.0 and she talks it has 18 different personality options it looks like she has a scottish scottish accent which is kind of funny but uh, she can be anywhere from shy to very sexual and she will talk to you about she'll learn your favorite things like she'll have conversations with you for example one of the questions they have is you might say, I'm hungry, what should I eat? And she would say, well, you told me pizza is your favorite food. Maybe you should have that. 
So not only are you getting a very realistic looking person, now you got a personality in this real doll, which is pretty cool, actually, that they're able to apply this technology here. But they, if you look at the videos or any of the screenshots, they look like real people. There's girls and there's a couple of so, male models. So is this, wait, wait, I'm kind of confused. Is this, so the Harmony Artificial Intelligence, like mm -hmm. it, it's saying that it's an app here or? Yeah, you have to get the app. You have to get the app and then it interfaces with your real doll. Correct. That you, yeah, everybody has one, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course. It's $20 a year to get the app. Oh, that's. And you can get just the app. Yeah. You don't have to get the doll. So if you just need somebody to chat with, yeah. uh, you can just get the app. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing I saw is scroll up just a little bit, mm. a little bit more, a little bit more, right? A little bit more, a little bit more. Is that the spot? <laughs> a little bit more. A little, where'd the thing go? There was there was a thing with like hexagons right there. Yeah. Oh, there, there, there. Um, so if you remember the the tuning for it, you know what this reminds me of? <laughs> remember Apple Music? That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yes, it's like Apple Music. You Apple tap music on like sex dolls. like what you want, and that's oh, that's do how I want it somebody moody, quiet, imaginative, AI. jealous. <laughs> but if you don't get the doll, though, I mean, if if you just need someone to talk to, doesn't it seem kind of like sad? Well, <laughs> Well, and the, the interesting well, thing well, let's is, put sad aside for yeah. this conversation <laughs> a little bit. Well, so. and, and I really wonder, like, how many people that have purchased the real doll thought, I just wish this thing could talk. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if that was the, the, the driver to purchase, but maybe. Mm -hmm. the, the, it's a very interesting take for me on, on AI because building how that's going to interact with people is going to be a lot more complex than something like, Siri, who you really have to engage with and it performs an operation, or Cortana, who tries to prejudge what you may want and and carry out some some specific tasks. To me, this is much more of the, hey, let's start a conversation. How's your day going? That kind of thing. So I'm mm -hmm. interested to see what they can learn from this. This, this has much better chance of becoming Skynet than to me Siri Alexa. Oh. Sorry. Or or um you said Skynet. Us. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the max the max startup sound of Skynet. <laughs> now see you mentioned Shilla that you were wondering, you know, people who maybe just got the doll but then the not get the app were wondering, you know, about getting the person to talk. I wonder how many people got the app or like, man, I can't get her to shut up. Showing <laughs> this video. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Because I mean, it's very, I mean, I guess it's out of, con yeah. Okay. It's New I mean, York it's, time. So it's like designing a SIM, a female SIM on the app. And then like, you know how you had the social and kind of that little, but the SIM of... like becomes a real like yeah, friend sized person made of silicone. Well, and, so. and well you can be, yeah, they're going to build it. I think they're going to build it in VR as well. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be able to mm -hmm. put her in a VR state without having the doll as well, which is kind of an odd. Oh, that's weird. Well, yeah. the, the social meter, it, the value fluctuates based on how often and for how long you interact with your AI. So the more social you are with it, the more social it'll be with you. Mm -hmm. So it's also like a Tamaguchi if you don't yes. take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I forgot the feeling. My real real doll, now she's mad. You know, I'm sorry. My real doll is hangry. I can't come into work today. So instead of calling it Tamagotchi, they will call this one Tamaguchi. <laughs> <Yeah>. Tamaguchi. <laughs> um, well, there you go. You can go to Realbotics.Systems and uh, find out some more information there. They're not about Harmony. What's that? Learn all about Learn harmony. Learn all about harmony. Yes. Sheila, <laughs> uh, what's your awesome thing? So my awesome thing of the week is, and it actually someone brought it up in my Facebook feed yesterday, um, at the Coachella um, event, it looks like someone got caught with over 100 stolen cell phones. Jeez. Primarily because multiple people realized their, their cell phone was stolen and all fired up Find My iPhone from other people's phones simultaneously and pretty much flocked. To this wow. Oh, geez. is this a picture of the phones? <laughs> yes. Holy crap! It was. I think it was over a hundred. It was a hundred or over phones mm -hmm. that the person had been had been stealing throughout the festival. Um, and when people realized that their phones were stolen, mm -hmm. um, like I said, they all fired up their their Find My iPhone, and I'm sure some people with Find My Android device the app, and then all started tracking this person. Police detained to detain the gentleman. I think from New York. Mm -hmm. um, and and apprehended him. People got their devices back. Um, it's interesting because in this, they they also revealed that in, in the news article, 
they also revealed that Apple has patented um, some additional capabilities into the Find My iPhone where it will take, based on the gyroscope, If the, when the phone's picked up, it'll fire a couple photos. It'll activate oh, wow. the, the rear-facing camera to record where the device is along with its geolocation mm-hmm. in addition to actually recording the fingerprints that are swiped across the home button so if you did re- recover your phone but couldn't find the person th- there's residue of their existence and who they are, potentially are on the phone it would then capture all that data i'm guessing i don't know if you would have to apple to to, to give it over to authorities or if you could provide some kind of zipped up archive of all the information about the person that stole your phone, which I think Mm. is pretty cool. Um, It's also interesting when I was reading, you know, you read the news article and then you read all the comments and, and everyone's like, why doesn't, why aren't thieves smarter nowadays? Why didn't he just turn off all the phones as he collected them? They wouldn't have been able to, to, to phone in. Um, Why didn't, what what did he think he was really going to get away with? Um, but it, I thought I thought it was a good use case for again a, a multitude of devices being recovered at, at a large festival like this. I just don't know why you would steal a phone. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like nowadays you can get a phone. Like like any, mm-hmm. everybody who's on welfare has a smartphone. It's not like it was back in the day where if you mm-hmm. had a smartphone you were like really you know high tech. I think they still take them to to shops like Ninja Entertainment and just try to resell them. And if even if let's just say he got twenty bucks a piece for him at a hundred yeah. bucks or at a hundred phones. That's a, that's a decent yeah little little thievery payday. I love that that feature with Apple though. That's really clever. I know my personal phone. We we have a business account with the the network, the River's Edge, and mm-hmm. I have it logged in as as a business phone, so I can actually wipe the phone completely clean if somebody is to steal my phone right from the PC. All of the files, the information, everything. Which it, is kind yeah, of cool. yeah, that is cool. And then I've I've seen on the new Galaxy S8, and I'm guessing it's going to come back to a couple of the other devices, there's a secured mm. folder. Oh. And you can actually take all of your apps and put duplicates of them with even different accounts in the secured folder. There's an additional gallery, additional notes, additional everything. You you can put a different set of contacts. And the only way, even if you could break into the phone, then you got to break into the secured side of it as well okay. with additional pin, passcode, um, fingerprint, whatever. Um, that it kind of allows you to to take your important data and put it over here and then take your really important data and put it over here. And it kind of gives you an extra layer of security for that, too. So it's pretty cool. And you can also remotely wipe just the secure container without wiping okay. the, the the phone side of it. It's, it's pretty neat technology from from Samsung. Nice. Wow. So don't don't steal phones at a very you can't do it anywhere. Any event like that is, is just going to be filled with cell phones. Well, yeah, and so. it, I mean you look at like activation lock now with Apple, and mm-hmm. and, and I know Android devices are picking it up. I just turned I just turned up to, turned on two factor uh, authentication on my iPhone. So yeah. I mean that's I almost will always have two devices around me. So you know it works right. Mm-hmm. So. All right, my awesome thing is I have a new GoPro bag of holding. Uh, I'm calling it. Uh, How many so, GoPros fit in there? Uh, well, <laughs> well, none, uh, because of the way it's set up right now. So, um, I, I, I wanted to try to uh, use some GoPro for for a show that was happening uh, last weekend or two weekends ago, I guess. And and I, I hit up I hit up Katie here and and I asked if I could use their their kind of doodads and everything, and they sent me their their case and and uh, Aaron said that uh, you know this is like. Uh, uh, 15, 20 bucks on, 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 on Amazon, this little bag. Okay. So I want to show you guys, this is a little more visual here, but how much stuff comes in this? I think I paid $15 for this here. Well, it's upside down. Uh, so that's how much stuff can spill out of this. You look at all this stuff. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what half of this is. It's, it's falling out. Wow. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Hopefully it's not fragile. It's every connector because you know how GoPro has like their own connectors and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like everything you could possibly think of for this. I spent like eight bucks on a on a suction cup thing for my car, and there's another one of those in here. Um, wow! I took that out, uh, but you know stuff to connect to a um, you know device onto a, a banister or something here. Um, so here's here's the tip: even if you don't have a GoPro. Uh, which you can get really cheap these days, just like the low end one, just to have a GoPro to try to get some really interesting shots. Um, they there are adapters in here like this one that will work just fine with um, the little 
little connectors for like your iPhone or say for a uh, 360 camera or something if you want to put it in an interesting spot. Uh, so even if you don't have a GoPro, looking up one of these kits may be worthwhile because there's so many things in here. It opens the possibilities of what you can attach those to. Now, I wouldn't be... Hold on. Now, I wouldn't be using the, I don't know, chest thing to wear your iPhone on maybe <laughs> uh, while you're playing football or the, you know, or, or your 360 or something like that or the, hold on a second. I mean, I don't know if your iPhone you'd want to use the uh, flotation device um, with unless you got the, uh, you know, nice underwater <laughs> case. You know, by the way, the underwater cases, they were selling like big time in Thailand when we were going like, oh, like, I'm sure. like snorkeling and stuff. And they're basically just the bags that you put them in. Mm-hmm. But everybody had them tied to their wrist and they were taking pictures wow. underwater and everything. Like it was, I, it is, it's basically just a, not a, yeah, it's like a vinyl bag case thing that's, that any phone could fit into, but it was waterproof. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, if you had something. So all that stuff comes in that bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's How much incredible. is that? How much is it? It was like 15 bucks, 15 to 20 bucks, 15 bucks, 15 oh. to 20 bucks. And it's like, and I'm not even like a bag of every little connector you'd want and sticker thing. And, and you always lose, you always lose Katie, back me up here. You always lose these little, these little, um, uh, screw thingies. Yes. Those are such a pain. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. And if you've, you've, you know, I had like the two that came with my GoPro and another one that came with like a selfie stick that I got. And, um, and cause it was kind of seconding as a tripod for it. And you know, this, if you need something with a bunch of joints to put it somewhere, you know, it, it, it it's everything you can think well, of. We lost one of those screws for our tripod at the studio yeah. for the webcam. So we literally for a while had a pastry sticking yeah. in the tripod to keep it level. So that way you could see it. It's now, it's now been replaced with the cap of a five hour energy drink. Ooh. So yes. Got another, got another selfie stick here. So what, are these, so what is this called? Um, just look up GoPro accessories, and you will find several bags. It, it'll just look for a picture of a bag, and or just one of those things that's just a uh, like every accessory you can think of. I'm sure not everything was pictured here. Um, so, so it's not actually a GoPro bag of holding. It, well, it, well it's, it, it sort of is because everything's GoPro compatible. Hmm. So, but they they should market it as a GoPro. Bag it should of be holding. a GoPro bag of holding. I know. So there's a fifty and one. How many are in there? I'm not counting. There's 55 in one. <laughs> which one did you get? <laughs> I don't know which one I got. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scott McTaggart's in the chat room. He says he's dressed here for the bag of holding. Um, so there you go. Uh, the GoPro bag of holding. Do not search GoPro bag of holding. It will not come up with what you think it will. Um, I used to work for this retailer. You mentioned the thing for your for your phone that would hold your phone. And they used to come in and do like the secret shoppers that they do at retailers to try to like trick you up to see if you answered all the right questions. Well, they did audio and video, mm-hmm. but it was so easy to spot them because they were always completely squared yeah. up with you everywhere they were walking and everywhere you were trying to show them something, they would kind of move around with their chest out, kind of like with the camera trying to point it right at you. And it was pretty entertaining to, oh, to watch know. the reviews because they would send you actually the video after the fact and they would tell you what you did wrong you and know, they would send you the video and the audio. And the thing is, it's so easy because you can take like if you have like a 6S size phone or bigger and you have a chest pocket, like it can fit right there with the lens out that, you know, not directly, but not bad. OK, the one I bought is the Boxia Technology, B-A-X-I-A Technology Forty-four in one accessories for GoPro Hero, blah 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 blah, um, and it was sixteen dollars and forty-nine cents for the one. Is, is that about? Katie, you said you you got one and you just had had taken a lot of the stuff out of there. Yes, I think that's the one I have too. Is this exactly the right one? <laughs> Did does the, be buoyant. Does that chest yeah. does that chest piece will it actually work with a phone or do you? Have well, to, no, no, it's it's the adapter it's for, the the adapter GoPro, for the GoPro. But because you have all the adapters that go into the regular connector for a tripod, you can connect anything to that. Okay, is the is is because is my thought process is I, I've been thinking like for Easter and whatnot, and those then going to the beach with Christopher, I'd like to use an old phone and strap it to his chest for his point of view of everything because mm-hmm. because uh, the go because the google glass doesn't fit on him right? yes yeah no. this is that doesn't fit so this would be nice but i gotta find a way to mount the i either gotta buy a gopro now or mm-hmm. um i gotta figure out a way to mount that phone duct tape duct tape 
lots of just duct to, tape. just throw the uh, the the gear three sixty on his chest. <laughs> you know, then you'll get everything. <laughs> well, that'll be mounted to his head. <laughs> Why is he got? He's gonna have like a beanie cap, but it's got like this ball <laughs> on the top, right? Or or you know, like the 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 stocking cap that has like the the poof ball on the top instead of the go the 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 gear three sixty sticking up there so <laughs> all right guys uh hey let's give a shout out to our uh, good friends in in pizza uh our friends at slice on broadway slice on broadway.com uh supporting oh wait wait wait, uh, wait we got brian over there showing off there you go loving it eating it yes we are for real with this pizza <laughs> check them out slice on broadway.com pgh underscore slice on the twitter and slice on broadway on the facebook and the instagram and uh, he's, he's munching he's munching over there on the microphone there you go Radio professional. <laughs> and uh, thank you to them supporting Pittsburgh Podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza uh, here in Beachview, Carnegie, uh, PA on Main Street and PNC Park, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are back in season. Go visit them. Let them know the awesome cast sent you. All right. We got a few things lined up here. Uh, first of all, just because I was already looking at my Amazon page, um, there was somebody... There was somebody, I, I think this was a feature also on um, the, the new screensavers this week. They were talking about it on Twit, but let me see who posted this. Who's talking pancakes this week? That was Riz. That was Riz. Our the friend Riz. Riz. Riz plays games. Give him a shout out for that. But you can go for $300, have your very own pancake printer. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I was reading that before I came in, and I was, like, super excited because I'm a Trekkie, and this is, like, the beginning of the replicators. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you know it, about the... Yes! It, well, if they can freaking make pancakes out of a machine, eventually they'll be able to, like, you'll be able to go get your Raptagino well, I mean, out of the coffee. They'll be able to make Klingon Raptagino oh. in a freaking machine, and I could just go up to the machine and ask for a Raptagino, and it'll... Zoom, and it'll be there. I'm excited about this. Like, I'm super excited about this pancake. This pancake uh, making, yes. <laughs> We're showing the video yes. on Amazon's uh, uh, page right here. There, uh, so, the so it will print things in in, in shapes. Um, but they actually use batter. They use batter. Can yes, you, you can eat it, right? You can, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pancake. That's what I mean. That's the future. That's a machine creating food for you. That is the first step towards Star Trek. Okay, but it's one material. It's it's pancake Everything material, with right? Something. It, okay, so so I mean, we got our dinosaur pancake. Uh, they were they're, they're on the other show. They were they're making like people's faces with the pancakes. There's an Einstein pancake. You want to eat Einstein's face? Maybe it'll make you smarter, guys. Um, it's it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Maybe him. I am so thrilled about this. Like you have no idea. I saw that and I just like I got giddy. I just thought you know this is so so cool. This is like I you can. can you I can, can print out the your logo on here and like you know have a special we could have a special podcap podcamp no podcast pancake breakfast with 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 logos of our shows on there well, right they just said that there's a moon on Saturn which could potentially host life so we could move to Saturn and eat computer generated pancakes that is the future <laughs> right there there you go well I'm wondering why they can't so it looks like there's some kind of reservoir on the top that has the batter in it, right? Right. right. If you put some kind of dough type batter in there Ooh, and printed out the pizza see? shell, and then another another one, like if you had like, I'm, I'm imagining like six of those reservoirs with like tomato paste and cheese, liquid cheese. So you're saying and, we need a pancake or a pizza uh, printer? You could do it with a pizza printer. See, he's thinking Star Trek. I, I like his thinking. <laughs> we have a pizza printer. We don't get Slice on Broadway. Well, oh, maybe no. They, no. Slice, slice uses no, the pizza no, printer. Yeah, exactly. Places like Slice. You perfect. You, it's kind of like, remember the, the craft beer, um, um, Keurig of craft beer uh, uh, thing, the Pico Brew? Like it's like that. Like you, 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 you perfect the slice on Broadway recipe for pizza making. You sell this packet. You put it in the pizza bot, and then you have slice on Broadway pizza. We can finally send that pizza to Bobby F J Town and Wheels. It's like the lemonade. Yeah. Not only that, don't you think that a company that's as forward thinking like Slice on Broadway, which sponsors podcasting, the next generation of media here, 
for, for all of us who are listening, don't you think they would be at the forefront of pizza technology? Don't you think they would be the pioneers of something like a Star Trek-esque pizza maker? They were already making pizzas in the shapes of Hello Kitties for Katie's birthday. I rest my case. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, so there you go. Pancake bike. Thank you, Riz. And I'm Riz sorry. Fizz. I was really excited. No, 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 no. no. I, I love that you peaked up. Like, I, I, was like, I, so I don't know if it was on camera, but he just was like, <laughs> I remember reading that before I came in and I, 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 uh, I got, I got a little excited. So um, I swerved a little, you know. If you're ready for sad, confusing news, Nintendo is discontinuing the NES Classic Edition for some reason. Um, they, they in, the same, in the same vein, um, apologize for people having trouble finding the unit. And by the, said, by, the, by the way, final units are going out, and that will be all that's going out there. Um, I know Mad Mike, uh, he's, who works at a Toys R, Up, a Toys R Us up around Poughkeepsie, uh, found three there and asked if anybody wants them because it's probably the last chance you'll get. So um, kind of sad because it was a it was a nice little thing. Uh, supposedly, what the, one of the kind of rumors or you know, the guesses going around is that uh, they basically released this thing more for marketing value than actually selling it and making money, which I could believe. I understand the desire to market. But the thing sold out everywhere, and every like everyone wanted one during the holidays. They were in short demand. They're, they still seem in somewhat short demand. I don't. I don't necessarily understand why, unless they were selling them at a loss. Mm-hmm. Even well, if you were how exactly. how for sixty dollars? Exactly. Well, I'm just. I'm just saying. If let's just say they were, which I don't think they were. It's a Raspberry Pi with Nintendo games that are officially licensed. That's basically what this thing is. And that's where I wonder. Like, there's even, one there hiding behind Brian. If you were making a Raspberry Pi or one a Raspberry Pi. If, if, if no, you, if I had one of these, that would be proudly displayed <laughs> wherever I could. Can put I it. eat the Raspberry Pi? No, if, no, don't eat the Raspberry Pi. If you, if even if they were making five dollars a piece. Why wouldn't they just continue selling it till they had market saturation? I know. Yeah. What okay. in the last twenty years of Nintendo has made sense marketing? And one of one of the things that <laughs> I wonder is, did they? How many games were on it? Thirty. Uh, Thirty. So that's and, like two and, bucks a game. And it was now. Now also, it wasn't all just Nintendo games. Like it was a mix of Ninja Gaiden and Mega mm-hmm. Man. Like it was a bunch of stuff. So they did have to license all that stuff. That's the only thing I can think of. But you're licensing well, games that are. 20 years old they sell them for 10 bucks a piece on the virtual console well, so that's what i'm wondering is are we gonna see are they really gonna make a push and say hey if you like that device you'll love the switch as it is as by the way i've got my hands on the switch last week and not that there was much on it to be played but i, I kind of like that well, the, the thing that i understand about the switch is did you see the the switch sales versus then the zelda sales <laughs> more zelda copies have been sold than switches and then that, to clarify that was the switch version of zelda yes. right because there is a wii u version but yes, it was there was the switch version so they sold more of a single game for the console than the console so and i'm wondering because i've seen zelda on sale at like target and whatnot for the switch mm-hmm. but obviously there's no switches to be bought so i wonder if people are just buying the game it's kind of a hoping that one day they'll get a switch. They can just stare at it and and you know I, I understand if you had it like you wanted to get the collector's edition, but yeah, I it, it, that, that's weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. It, it shows how not supported a massive audience is is in Nintendo's world, mm-hmm. right? Um, like this, I don't know. I I don't, I don't know if it's it's it's. Um, popularity by scarcity or by design or if they just are not putting things out the right way i don't know because i mean GameSpot wrote an article that said based on current supply and demand they see the demand lasting through christmas Mm -hmm. which seems like a bit of a a (laughs) lengthy that was the dog just (laughs) you heard something that was the dog Uh, not something else did my bluetooth just go out (laughs) (laughs) just go out I'm just joking. But I mean, I, I think that's a bit of a long run mm-hmm. if you're trying to create scarcity. Right. I mean, you're, you're practically into the planning of the next can't, console. You can't figure it out by then? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean uh, Apple figures it out in two months. Yeah. Right? Uh, like yearly. <laughs> so. no, I think they're making a terrible mistake. I 
you look at the world right now and people are so into retro gaming. That's why mm-hmm. all of these companies exist like the Exchange and Cash and Culture locally here in Pittsburgh and all of these other buyback stores and why they're so successful. People want those old games. I think as much as the new, as the new games are so technologically advanced and pretty to look at, a lot of times like like I personally see them and they don't look like games to me anymore they look like like playing a movie and i think sometimes people want to just play an old game something that looks like a game sounds like a game and and looks like a game you know and i think that that's why that retro culture exists and i think people even if it is a a raspberry that you can't eat in a a pretty shell people like having that on their counter (laughs) I mean, show you the Raspberry Pi after the show now. So you, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to change your perceptive or anything like that, but exactly. Uh, we'll see. Um, there was a story here shared by Mr. Who shared it. Where is it at? Ryan, our friend Ryan Haggerty uh, uh, shared this, who's going to be on the show next week, actually. Uh, and uh, this was all over a lot of the podcasts that I was listening to. I'm sure you guys heard it, too. But uh, prison inmates built a working PC out of e-waste, networked them, and hid them in a closet ceiling. <laughs> Look at that beautiful piece of technology right there. Um, at first, I thought it was one of those phone things that you see in old buildings, uh, like those phone directories. Uh, but, yeah, they and they were... Um, um, they were stealing credit cards in this thing. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. Um, it was inside of Ohio's Marion Correctional Institute. Uh, yeah, they just smuggled in enough parts to get that in. They were in the uh, uh, they were in the the uh, uh, the network for the Correctional Institute and everything. This was incredible. So, um, like, yeah, they were doing something illegal, but you have to admire the ingenuity of this thing. Did, did they say what? how they actually built it or what it was. Uh, it was built out of e-waste. I understand, but it, does it say like where they got the scrap, how they, how it all worked? I think some of them do go a little bit more into their, yeah, they were at this. Hold on. Here's a quote in here. Um, it surprised me that the inmates had the ability to not only connect these computers to the state's network, but had the ability to build these computers. They were able to travel through the institution more than 1,100 feet without being checked by security through several checkpoints and not a single correction staff member. At some point, you need to bring in a motherboard, right? Or a Raspberry (laughs) Pi. Or a Raspberry Pi. It looks a little (laughs) bigger than a Raspberry Pi, but they probably could have gotten away with it, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, that was, that was some good stuff. Uh, Maybe they hit a Raspberry Pi within a Raspberry Pi. (laughs) (laughs) I like, okay. So the authorities were first tipped off to a possible problem in July when their computer network support team got an alert that a computer exceeded a daily internet usage threshold. (laughs) When they checked the login being used, they discovered an employee's credentials were being used on days he wasn't scheduled to work. (laughs) (laughs) So how is it that inmates in a prison, locked up, are able to build this... Yet Facebook can't even allow me to approve a post on my wall via my phone <laughs> with their team of tech people and in programmers. So my question is, is, is this something we're going to see on the Orange Orange is the New Black? Oh, yes. That's coming in at least the next season, right? Um, Katie, have you been following the Wendy's and Hardy's trolling oh, incident? It. Oh, my gosh. Katie, do, you, do you want to fill us in on what's happening here? Uh, okay. Let me see if I remember what happened correctly. Uh uh, the, the headline is Wendy's trolled Hardy so hard Twitter on Twitter they got blocked. Uh, so they, what did, what did sorry I have to see the, the starting tweet because I don't want to totally tell the story wrong. Because what happened was because Wendy's has been trolling everybody, which is just fantastic. Yes. So there was a conversation about a four for four deal, um, and somebody said Wendy's four for four was the better deal, Hardy's was the four for four better deal. And so they're like somebody just asked Wendy's, and Wendy says we usually prefer the original to a knockoff, but hey, you do you. Hardy said, just because you were the first doesn't mean you're the best. Wendy says, tell us the fourth person to walk on the moon without Googling it. And then they got blocked. (laughs) (laughs) But so like Wendy's has totally been trolling people left and right. And it's just amazing. The weird world of fast food social media has been great. By the way, the Giorno is uh, apparently officially a sponsor of WWE. So the wrestling tweets are back again. I'm very happy about that on Monday nights and pay-per-view nights. Uh, they were really big over WrestleMania, I know. So, all right. Uh, VR. We haven't had a VR story in a couple weeks. How about Dragon Ball Z VR? 
Ooh. Did you guys see the video for this thing? I have not. I love because it's a two and a half minute video. And the first half of it is just like everybody pantomiming and the dad is like all about um, doing this uh, VR. And it, it's basically it's basically like a Google Cardboard kind of setup, right? Where it goes into this thing and, 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 and you have it. But there's these sensors that go on your hands and he's in the socks. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go and he's ready to throw uh comma comma um, i keep messing Kamikaze up the word comma kamehameha damn it i'm looking at the word it doesn't make sense as in i swear i watched this cartoon right um but yeah he's making the motions and everything and uh i guess in, in they do eventually give you a little bit this is definitely a pre-rendered wow. version here because there's no way it's that good that you see your feet but yeah you're in there and you're fighting frieza and everything you can see uh you know the worlds so it's a it's a nice toy vr use your phone um it's in japanese it's very in japanese um they show a little bit of kind of ar he's blowing up his living room um he's targeting his small child so <laughs> you're flying i so happy <laughs> he's so happy with this, this. is the best day of his abuse. life it is it is uh it's the birth of that child so it's it's it, I brought you into this world and i can take you out of it basically basically so it's it, it's, it's kind of like they took vr ar and laser tag i think because i i think you will be able they don't show it here but i feel like you're going to be able for the presentation like kind of interact with other people with this thing hmm. so uh it goes for about 110 dollars or 12 12,000 yen it's of course J- japanese very japanese for a magical vr experience i i just feel like sooner or later we're going to see people that just sit on their couches in vr helmets and they they just never leave it's with like a real doll with their Next real doll <clears throat> Are we going to bring up that other story? <laughs> About another thing you can do from your couch? Uh, maybe maybe some other time. Um, okay. uh, did you guys look at the F8 announcements today? Yes. Well, Facebook's. Facebook. Facebook, yeah, of yeah. course. So so what, what kind of got you guys' attention out of this? Uh, two things came up that it caught my eye were uh, there was updates to Messenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, with support Ugh. for QR codes now. Oh, yay! <laughs> Food delivery. All right, um, real quick, though. Uh, there's updates to QR codes, but what did they take away or what did they mess up in the process? Because anytime they add something, they seem to destroy five other things in the process. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but there's there's messenger codes now, so instead of so when you're out and about, you could scan and, and join. Oh, like Snapchat and, does. Yeah, I, I didn't say that. What? <laughs> to chat extensions. Now there's these things where you can watch brands like Spotify, The Score, Open Table, Food Network, which very similarly looks like some other social media platform. They're very defensive today. I understand. Yeah, uh, but something cool that I, that is kind of fun that it pops up automatically in Messenger if you, somebody says something to you. It, kind of reads what it says and gauges gives you the responses with stickers like when people message me happy birthday i noticed i thank you all the little thank you graphics popped up that i could return stickers with oh that's very nice so it's it's contextual a little bit Mm -hmm. that's cool uh they changed the gaming a little bit um but the other big thing was spaces it's a whole new vr thing um they want you to it's it's only the oculus because very just very very small number of people could actually use this because the way they're set up oculus rift and touch mm-hmm. um but you go through this whole process of selecting your own look how you, you know they take a picture and they try to figure out what facial features they see and so you build your character and you have these vr discussions with your friends and you can draw in 3d and then share your drawings and then you can have somebody come in and, and like the video chat and oh, wow. put a beard on them and things, you know, filters very similar to another social media site. So, so <laughs> it, it's generating it from the pictures. It looks like here. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Hmm. And then now you're in this world, and uh, this is this is the, the weird floating torso cartoony thing that we saw with um, <laughs> angry the dog over there again. Yeah. Uh, we we saw with uh, Mark Zuckerberg a few months ago. Um, but, but again, like the, the 3d drawing, we played with a little bit of that on the vibe, uh, with the Google, um, pixel, pixel brush, I think it is. This is pretty cool. Like if this is like kind of as intuitive as it looks like, uh, this could be a pretty fun Mm -hmm. 
kind of this could be how we do awesome cast from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right so yeah we know no reason to come to a studio anymore right so it's pretty cool but yeah the one thing mark zuckerberg said which was interesting was uh that they he won't virtual reality won't be something that that won't be something that was won't see its full potential until another 10 years hmm. and there's 30 to 50 facebook employees working on social vr right now wow that's awesome. Chilla, what, what caught your attention the from The thing that caught my attention was that he brought up a pair of uh, easy-to-wear standard-looking glasses and, and talked about uh, a lot about augmented reality. Um, why, why buy a physical TV when you can buy a $1 TV app that can place the TV anywhere? Um, think of your glasses in AR. I could say, I want this whole wall to be a TV. I want this to be a different TV, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of like how you can take your, your, your VR and just watch Netflix on a giant screen. Right? Yes. So pretty much. So that's good and bad to that. So I'm excited about that concept and I'm really excited about the idea of being able to like see something in the movie theaters, but not going to the movie theaters. Cause I like to, to sit mm-hmm. at home and, and drink a beer and watch the movies. But at the same time, I remember growing up as a kid, and we had one TV in the house, and it was in the living room, and you were forced to watch whatever dad was watching, and that was family time, and I, I feel like, you know, like, that was family time, dang it, and, yeah, and yeah, without yeah. family time, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what else we would have done together if we didn't sit around and watch TV. But I think you you will be watching TV. It's just you'll be watching what you want to watch. And he'll yeah, be watching you're all in the same room with your screen. But at in the front same time, you. then are you actually communicating? Because if I'm watching what I want to watch, and Dad's watching what he wants to watch, and mm-hmm. my sister's watching what she wants to watch, and Mom's watching what she wants to watch, then none of us are talking about what we're watching because we're all involved in what we're watching. And then you have nothing to really talk about at the dinner table. I think because the isolating thing is the you know, hey, we're all going to have this thing in our face. You know, and you're not going to have that shared experience. Exactly. Right? Yes. Um, and that is that is a concern, I think, a little bit. Because um, I, I actually got to think about this other day. Like, you know, you know if, if, you know, if we had kids and, 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 you know, I remember, again, you had three channels, right? Mm-hmm. When it was after 8 o'clock, you watch whatever. Like, for what reason, I remember watching something like Designing Women, you know, when I was, I don't know, 8 you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or Golden Girls or something like that, Murphy right? Brown. Murphy yeah. Brown. Oh, Murphy <laughs> Brown, big time in my household, right? Uh, you know, or Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune or the news because there was nothing else going on. Um, you know, versus like kid, kids today are probably going to grow up on Netflix for kids on their iPad yes. while dad watches whatever. And they're not going to be exposed to certain things in that same manner. You know, I, it, was just, it was just an idea that popped in. But uh, but it, it is interesting because what you see, you always see, um, we you know see other other people with kids like in public or, or some of our friends, and the and the kids have uh, an iPad or an iPhone that's theirs that they're watching YouTube videos on or mm-hmm. you know whatever they want, and it's it's I, I don't know if that's better, you know, at uh, that age. We have we have it's interesting too though because we have the TV on, and usually it's playing something, mm-hmm. but usually you also have that device in front of you. I mean, how often right. do you really sit down? And and that's just the way it rolls these days. Yeah. Right? yeah I just so. remember growing up, like, we didn't even have a TV in the bedroom, and we weren't allowed to have a TV in the bedroom. And when I moved back home after college, my dad asked, hey, do you want a TV in the bedroom so you don't have to sit down here? And I'm like, they why would I? up to it. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, they did. But I'm like, why would I have a TV in the bedroom? That's stupid. So I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you have a TV in the bedroom, it's the same type of idea where you're watching what you want to watch. You're not socializing with the family you're right. kind of off in your own world and i, I don't know I, I i actually thank my parents for not allowing me to have a tv in my bedroom because i feel like that was something that i'm able to to remember and i felt like that was time that i was able to connect with them where you know my friends probably didn't have as close of a relationship with their parents because they were never with them they were always in the bedroom watching tv or they were out doing whatever and here I spent nights sitting on the TV watching Cops or whatever stupid show my dad wanted to watch because that's what he was into. But what did you? How did you play video games? I didn't, and and I really don't play video games to this okay. day. So I, I never really had an interest. Like, like we had, so I had a TV in a bedroom, but I was only allowed to use it like one hour a day. Mm-hmm. So like I got an hour a day. Well, even that's the, cool. I think yeah. Yeah, to use the TV, I could go in, use the TV. I could use it to watch TV mm-hmm. or play video games or do whatever. And my one hour was up, and that was on weekends too. Mm-hmm. And, and then you were in with the family, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. I guess I look at Kindle and stuff like that today, and, and different. I mean, limiting screen time and ways of limiting screen time. I, I think there's ways to do it, 
uh, and keep the family centric mm-hmm. side of it together. Um, well, I think you said it. I think a lot of it comes down to moderation because they say that people who like kids. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's, all right. My, I talk with my hands. <laughs> they say, do you want me to touch this? Yeah, yeah, just push it in. Okay, they say go. that, you know, kids who have iPads and they get a chance to play with that, they, they can discover and it's something where they can kind of train themselves even at a young age to do different things that can help them later in life. But if you allow them to become addicted to it, then they mm-hmm. see the screens and it affects their sleep schedule and it can affect other issues as well. So I think you're right. It, it has to do with maybe moderation mm-hmm. is the key. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be able to watch you know, a, a kid's program or play a video game for a few hours. But I think a lot of times a lot of people allow that to kind of go too far where mm-hmm. they now all of a sudden are disassociated with the family or they're spending more time talking with uh, a guy that they play a role play that play game in Australia with than they do their Sorry. own parents. Dog went again. So, no. but it's one of those things that I agree with the moderation and, and depending on how you handle it, it could be a way to bring people together and show different points of view. Um, I don't think it should become like a nanny or like a, mm-hmm. a, a replacement mm-hmm. for a parent. Sure, yeah. But now, no, you, they, now you have more nanny options between video games, uh, tablets, and and, mm-hmm. and and TV. You know. So, uh, all right. Anybody else want to share how their television watching uh, scarred them as a child <laughs> out over there? Anybody else? So, <laughs> so all right, uh, Missy. There's a lot of events coming up. I know you're going to be teaching some social media tomorrow night at the Carnegie Library in Beachview, of course. So why don't you why don't you pull that that microphone over to you so you can give us some some of the low down here? I don't really have a camera. Well, no, we can move this. We can kind of alter this. No, no, there you are. There you are. You're just not Katie. We're just we're just just roll with that. Hey, been the disembodied voice. I was fine with that. There you go. Uh, so yeah, we have the pod camp boot camp automating your social media tomorrow. So I'll be teaching people how to set pretty much automated social media tweets and Facebook posts using schedulers. Uh, the 2017 STEM Summit is going to be at the Pittsburgh Tech Council. That's also tomorrow. There's a lot of stuff happening tomorrow. Because uh, we also have the 2017 International Hardware Cup Finals. That's going to be at Alpha Lab Gear tomorrow. And there is a Risky Business Small Business Legal Tips Seminar, also done by the Pittsburgh Tech Council. That is tomorrow as well. Uh, explore the Floor at Gardner Denver Nash. Uh, that's at the that's by the Pittsburgh Tech Council. Um, not entirely sure what that is, but it's actually going to be at the Gardner Denver Nash location in Charleroi. So that's going to be a tech event that they're doing there. Explore the floor. Uh, we have our evening with PodCamp next week. The social media of politics. Brian is uh, one of our yes, very excited speakers for that panel. Uh, we've also got a couple of other folks coming on, um, including. One of our friends here in, in Beachview, Ashley Deemer, who is running for council, is, is going to be on the panel for that one. Um, which which council? Pittsburgh City Council? Yeah, she's oh, going to be nice. for running for our district. Um, co-creating in Pittsburgh, Creative Clash at Alpha Lab Gear on the 4th of May. So that is uh, going to be at Alpha Lab Gear. That's being hosted by the Pittsburgh Tech Council. And I skipped over the co-creating in Pittsburgh, Creative Clash at Alpha Lab Gear, that's what I just said. Uh, working together is working better, co-creation and innovation on the 3rd. Uh, that's the Pittsburgh Tech Council at the Pittsburgh Tech Council location. And then, of course, we've got the Millville Music Festival coming up on the 13th of May. And that's the fun thing that Brian was talking about at the top of the show. So if you're just tuning in, make sure to listen back to the beginning of the show and, and check that out. And, of course, if you're in the area, stop by and, and check out the, the festival. And if you have anything that you'd like to have listed on our little social calendar over here, make sure to hit us up, uh, emails, events at sorgatronmedia.com, and those will get to us, and we can add them to our list. There you go. Thank you very much for that. All right. That note, like I said, Brian Crawford, you are at uh, millvillemusic.org and, the, and riversedgepgh.com. Yes. Pittsburgh's voice for local music. There you go. And you have your show. I do. My show is Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so I will be in tomorrow, Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., Thursday night, 7 p.m. for the Millville Music Minute, and every first and third Saturday. And you, do, and you do put that out on a podcast stream for people that want to get you yes. that way. Yeah, iTunes, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. uh, Google Play, all of the, the big ones. Tune in. Tune yes, in. And if you're radio. wondering, yeah, and it's really easy to get tune in, in on your phone in your car. 
Uh, and, and it was actually funny because uh, friends of ours at Black Forge Coffee were on KDKA a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't even know how to use my AM radio in this car. Uh, <laughs> so I just pulled up TuneIn and saw, and saw KDKA was on there. I'm like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah. You know, so um so it's right beside all, all the big wigs there of course these guys bring us a little something different john chichilla at chill on the twitter chillatech.net that's where you can find me john chichilla on the facebooks and katie dudas hi <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm everywhere now i don't know it'll be exciting now i uh, calm down no more traveling yeah you would like well yeah we haven't actually won you like spoke in front of people and stuff yeah like, you're, you're on like a with super important swanky panel or something yeah i was talking about haunted stuff yeah pittsburgh stuff that was fun i really like that that was good you hung out in new york city last week yeah i was in new york city had some fun stops in new york city and now i'm back home it's so nice Nice. (laughs) sleeping in my own bed is so nice again (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no uh scarehouse stuff scarehouse podcast scarehouse it seems to be all right now and thank you wife of the show missy uh helping with production of the show uh at rebellious flaw on the twitter bite me pgh for yummy things. I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitter. Check out everything. Again, we do this every Tuesday live at awesomecast.com or .net. Um, and hit us up, uh, of course, uh, uh, subscribe to the show, uh, all the places you like your podcast at. And a live stream is also on Facebook Live, including some pop-up interviews every once in a while for the awesome chat whenever we get those scheduled as well. Uh, thank you to our awesome audience joining us in the chat room all night long. You've been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.